Hello, my name's Brendan Colley and I'm happy to connect with you all the way from Hobart, Australia. Today I'd like to invite you to write a poem about cats. It's an interesting topic for me because I myself am a dog person, actually. Um, I've never had a cat as a pet. Um, I'm an animal lover. If I go to a friend's house um, and they have a cat, I always try to befriend them. But um, they seem to know that I'm a dog person and um, and that maybe is why I find cats more interesting to write about than dogs. So um, have a play around with the the topic and, and see if you can write, um, write a cat poem uh, about your own experience um, with cats um, and and I'd love to um, I'd love to read them and, and, and see them when they posted. Um, maybe one writing tip that I can give in regards to this is that it's interesting because my main pursuit is writing novels. I do write poetry throughout the year, but I don't consider myself a poet in that I don't seek to publish poetry. Um, it's really something that I do for myself. Of course, I do share my poetry on social media, but I don't seek to get it published in journals or quarterlies and, or in magazines and, and so forth. But one thing that I have found over the years is that the time I spend writing the novel form really is an expression of my imagination it's 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 a form where i'm really able to explore um, that side of my creativity and when i write poetry i tend to be exploring myself and finding out what i really think about something or how i feel about something so i'm really using the the poem to know myself more fully, whereas w when I write the novel, I'm looking to express myself and sort of approaching it through those two different filters can really affect the outcome of what you're writing. So perhaps when you write your cat poem today, you can write it from one of those two points of view and see if it is different than if you just approached the topic generally. Um, I've, I've certainly um, enjoyed writing that deals with the topic of cats, particularly well, my favourite is Charles Bukowski, which seems to be a more personal response to, um, to cats as um, he and his wife in their final years um, had cats. And um, when he retired to write poetry every night, um, if if nothing else was arriving um, onto the typewriter, he would simply turn around and write what he saw in the cat. And um, it is worth um, worth seeking out some of those poems. They, 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 they're really amazing. And I think that's what I tried to do with this cat poem that I'm sharing with you today. And perhaps you can record your own specific response to the topic. So good luck with that. I hope you enjoy it. And now I will share with you a reading of my poem. Felix and Django. 
two black cats patrol our street, Felix and Django. I can't tell them apart. When I see one of them walking past, I say, hey, Felix or Django. They don't bother to look at me. They know I'm a dog person and they know I know they know. Felix comes from up the street. Django comes from the house opposite ours. They're pretty good at avoiding each other, but every now and then they'll end up on the same stretch of paving and have to work things out. Sometimes it's a mini fracas with a few pretend screeches. Other times it's a full-on fart with genuine screams. These run-ins happen beneath my study window. I'm convinced they're in a territorial battle over who gets to ignore me. When we moved onto the street six years ago, the previous owner explained, there's a black cat, you'll love him. He's in and out all the yards. The last couple of years he started coming inside. We love him, you'll love him. His name's Felix. We had a dog, so Felix never came around. Then our dog developed arthritis and Felix started coming. He'd slink over the fence on one side and slowly cross the yard He'd pause beside our sleeping dog right at his nose and glance up at me in the kitchen window. He meant it as a threat. Then he'd move on and lazily hop up over the fence into the neighbouring yard. Django and I properly met when his family were away. I popped across a couple of times a day to check on his food and water and clean out the litter tray. After a time, Django got comfortable with me and began requesting affection. After my chores, I'd sit on the floor and Django would emerge from under the bed and circle me. He'd lean into my back and my legs, inviting me to stroke him. By the time his family returned, we were best mates. But Django ghosted me. I didn't take it personally. I'd have taken it personally if Django was a dog. Whenever I see Django on the street, I call out, Django! He darts a little way into the distance, then turns around and stares at me with untrusting green eyes. I hold out my hand and call again. He never comes. Honestly, it's probably Felix half the time. Cats know when you don't know. Last night, Felix and Django got into it. It was past midnight and I was up late with the word. First it was screeches, then silence, then more screeches. I cocked my head, knowing it could go either way. I was hoping one of them would take the higher ground, maybe scuttle off or step to the other side so the other could pass through. But Felix and Django had something to sort out. They went at it for a hard minute. 60 seconds of two cats screaming and clawing is the equivalent of Hagler Duran 15 rounds. Every rallying cry burned a scar on my soul. I was sad for a long time afterwards. I appreciate Felix and Django without really knowing them. When they hurt each other, they hurt me. Maybe it's because they're fighting over who gets to walk through my yard and look at me in the window with disdain. I hope their wounds are superficial and healing well. They are the dons of our street, and though they take more than the protection they provide, we need them.